title is used for identification purposes only. Union campaign material is not to be distributed on official union resources, equipment, and or publications, including social, social media sites not created with union funds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you have an opportunity to listen to the Solidarity Effect podcast, we really enjoy, we really appreciate everybody's uh, opportunity and to take their time to tune in and listen to these conversations that we're having. Uh, and we've got a very special guest with us uh, today, and uh, I'd like to introduce him right now. And this is uh, I'm going to be talking to Alex Hoekstra, who is the directing business representative in the great state of Wisconsin. Alex, how are you doing today? Doing great, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing just fine, just fine. So, hey, man, I just wanted to uh, uh, thank you and uh, appreciate the time that you take out uh, today. Uh, I know everybody's schedules are pretty busy, uh, and it is Easter weekend, too. So, I mean, thanks for uh, taking the time this uh, this afternoon to have a conversation of a great many things. So, uh, what, what, if we could start out by you just uh, explaining to everybody, just introducing yourself, you know, where you came from, how long you've been in the union positions, all that kind of jazz. Uh, it's great. It's great to be on. Um, like uh, like Kevin said, my name is Alex Hookstra. I am the directing business rep of uh, District 10 here in Wisconsin in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, I've been a machinist union member for about 23 years. Uh, originally out of uh, local lodge 873, uh, John Deere Horicon Works, the great 873, uh, um, where I was a steward, a shop committee, and uh, the president uh, of my uh, lodge, about a thousand people uh, back then. Uh, great, great group over there. Um, super strong local lodge and um, just a great upbringing there. I'm a third generation uh, machinist union member. Uh, my father worked at that uh, at John Deere also at local lodge 873, and my father also worked at a shop in District 10. Uh, so I learned uh, the value of unions uh, early, uh, early as a young man should at the supper table, uh, and have taken that those, those lessons uh, along with me. Uh, through my through my life and through my career, uh, 13 years ago I came on uh, with District 10 uh, as a business rep, and uh, about six years ago I became directing business rep uh, and also president of the state council, Wisconsin State Council Machinist. Um, District 10 represents about uh, 25, I think 25 locals. Uh, like I said earlier, in Wisconsin, most of Wisconsin and the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, uh, and about 120 contracts uh, over that area. So uh, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, it's a, it, it's definitely a big district. It's and I like to call it the epicenter of the political universe. But uh, that's that that's a conversation for another time. But uh, anyway, I mean, it is the state of Wisconsin, so it is. Uh, and hey, the hats off to you guys. You brought it home during the election cycle last year. And really, uh, yeah, you got the message out, and uh, members turned out to vote. I mean, that was great. Absolutely, it's, uh, it's, uh, things have things have uh, things have turned around considerably since then, and things are definitely looking up here in Wisconsin. Yeah, well, that's great. Hey, so, so listen, we're going to talk about a few things tonight, uh, and uh, one of the things is is obviously this this election that's coming up for the general secretary's position. General Secretary Treasurer's position uh, within the IEM, and so, uh, how do you know Dora Cervantes? Well, I, I, I know her mostly professionally as uh, as a GST. Um, she is uh, she's um, always behind. She's behind a lot of the things that we do, and a lot of things I don't have to worry about uh, is because of the work uh, that, she, that 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 she does. Um, you know, I've certainly talked with her many times uh, through my career, and. Uh, 
uh, had a, shared a beverage trip with her uh, over over the years. But I really worked mostly professionally. Uh, I, I think I think back uh, before this call, I was thinking back to a conversation I know we had at I think a staff conference a few years ago, and um, we, we were we were chatting and talking about uh, I was talking about the things that were going on in the district and and some some organizing successes that we had had and some other great contracts that we had uh, negotiated. And she was she was genuinely interested in, in all those things, and then she began talking about some of the things that were going on uh, at headquarters and in the GST's office, and I, and I was struck really afterwards um, in the evening about how my conversation had talked about uh, great achievements for our members and, and, and for District 10, but how her conversation was always looking was always looking forward and how it was looking, how, how, how things are going to be streamlined, what more we were going to do in the future. It was never, it was never dwelling on never dwelling on the great things that were going on. It was always talking about what's next uh, for this organization and really inspiring me and actually made me look back, look, look at my career and think more about moving forward and stop thinking about this. If it isn't broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And sometimes innovation, not all, sometimes all the time, innovation is key. And that's, that, it struck me as a way that she was running the GST's office at that time. And, and I've certainly seen it. Like I said, how, how I really know her is through the work she does and the support the GST's office um, provides. You know, we've had multiple strikes in the last few years. Um, yeah, let's yeah, let's explore. Yeah, let's explore that a little bit. I mean, it sounds like you know from what you're saying, you know the the, the interactions you've had uh, over the years. It's it's always a very forward thinking conversation. Always looking right. to the future. Always looking to see how we can improve. So her vision uh, is what inspired you and, and really really struck a struck a note with you. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, definitely. And. Um, uh, she, she actually reminded me of another leader from from Wisconsin, who uh, Phil Neuenfeld, who was a, who was a mentor of mine, a president of the AFLCO in Wisconsin, and really really talked, really, really had a, a similar attitude attitude towards leadership, uh, and, and it just really was talking to her really reminded me of, of his attitude. It was never it was never just looking at the situation; it was always looking forward to what was next and how we could how we could do it better next time. And uh, uh, that's that, to me that's. That's how I define leadership now, not just doing it right day in and day out, but looking looking to tomorrow and looking to next year, 10 years down the road. Make sure we're being uh, having the innovation to make sure we're going to be successful. Which is future. which is certainly something we're lacking from hearing from the opposition on this on in, in this election. But uh, let's go back to the strike that you were talking about just recently. Actually, it was last year. If you could give the listeners a little bit of background about what happened and, and the support you got uh, during that strike. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the same old story with with, with the with the strike. The company, you know, takes takes advantage of what they perceive to be a, a a difficult time, even though money's still rolling in, even though our workers are are the ones on the front line. And um, at Aston Johnson, there was a uh, there was there was a strike over in the Appleton area, and you know our membership walked and did their part and and, and held the line on the picket line and. And the GST's office, and, and, and it's a little thing, but it, it, it's so important that when myself and my staff and, and the workers who are who are walking the picket line and the leadership who's trying to hold everything together and, and, and work the details, it's so important that the background things are working flawlessly. Um, and you take it for granted, but you should take it for granted. And uh, it, that, that's, really, that's really how I look at it during the strike. Strike payments, all those things that need to be done just happen and happen smoothly. 
and, and that's true for everything. When you're when you're representing the membership, when you're servicing the membership, you can't worry about how things are going to get done uh, from the GSTs office. You just got to trust they're going to be they're going to get done, and that's that's what we've seen time and time again. That's what I've seen anyway, time and time again uh, from the GSTs office. Uh, it, it's just getting done. The work the work is happening. The work is happening flawlessly. And it's always working on innovation. And uh, to me, to me, that is it, it's easy to take it for granted. It's happening behind the scenes, and somebody's doing it. It just doesn't happen by accident. It's happened because of planning uh, and hard work, and that's what the GSTS office brings. So, along with that, you know, obviously supporting supporting members on strike, and Dora has has expressed that uh, in her earlier podcast about how, you know, she's got everybody's back. And that's, that's a really, really powerful message for members to hear because, you know, you know it as well as I do, we've all been on strike. And when you're sitting in that ballot, you know, that ballot booth trying to decide whether you're walking or whether you're taking the contract, uh, having that assurance is a very, very powerful thing. So let's just kind of step forward uh, in, into uh, today. And, Talk a little bit about some of the things that have really transpired as far as the process that you went through uh, about the uh, the PPP loans, uh, because that is something oh, that that is something that has been offered uh, across, you know, um, through through the relief package that just recently got passed in definitely. Washington D.C. So, if you could just kind of explain the process about working with your bank and how, let me ask you this: I'll just cut right to the chase. How easy? How easily accessible was Dora and the GST department during your process? It, in, insanely easily accessible. Let me just let me just go back and you know I, I don't want to I don't want to revisit the, the battles we fought here in Wisconsin. We've fought a lot of them. Uh, we've been under attack. Our unions have been under attack, just like many unions across the country have been. But you know, we've seen we, we you know we've seen the pain and we've seen some losses from from some of those fights. And we we, we fought hard and you know we we continue to be a great district and a strong district, but, you know, we have seen right to work has taken its toll uh, to a degree. So uh, that takes its toll and and it's designed to hurt us, um, hit hit us in the pocketbooks and make it so it's more difficult to represent members uh, and do the work we need to do. So uh, if you take that into consideration and that's been going on now for, I think right to work is sick about six years old in Wisconsin. So, as, as we've seen some of those funds dwindle and the challenges, the challenges we faced as a district, uh, and through uh, through the coronavirus and the pandemic and all those and the layoffs that so many had suffered from, once again the general fund uh, at the district starts to starts to suffer. And we had we had received some information, uh, actually from legal, uh, I am legal about um, about the PPP loans that were available under the last administration only for corporations, companies. Um, and this time around with new leadership in DC, uh, they were made available to 501c5s or labor unions and other uh, nonprofit organizations. So that's all well and good, but uh, you've got to be able to find your way in, in, through this process and make sure that uh, the timing, you know, that's actually, I think, I think the timing, I think was up to the end of March. And to get it in, dig through the process, very complicated tax paperwork, um, and work with the bank and handling that as a director and all the other duties was, was really next to impossible. And one call to the GST's office and the resources I had were literally at my fingertips. 
and walked me through it, gave me the things we needed. So I, I reached out to the GSD's office. They gave me what, what I needed. I got the loan. I got the, the loan request in. Uh, I'm still waiting for that approval, it's, uh, um, but I'm, I'm set to get approved. And I, and I don't want to throw numbers out there, but it is money that is going to uh, put uh, put us in a position that uh, we're much more comfortable than we were leading up to this. And without the GSD's help, without our office's help, well, and, and we like, frankly would not would not have gotten it done. Right, and, and and to be clear, I mean that was that was you know you you took that task on as a director working with the bank that the district works on and stuff. So the resources that Dora provided uh, was really just the helping hand to, to guide you through the process. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So let's, let's switch gears again. We're going to talk about a lot of things here. So, uh, but that's great. Those, those, those are great success stories, you know, and I certainly hope that uh, people take that into consideration because, you know, it takes a very strong, dedicated leader with a lot of integrity to be able to, uh, navigate the troubled waters, I guess you could say. So it sounds like uh, she did a really good job with that. But uh, let, let's talk about this this race that's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, so what, uh, look, man, it's just, just going to straight up ask you, what, what's your take on how the opposition is running their campaign? I mean, it's turned pretty pretty damn negative. <laughs> what's your take on it? Yeah, yeah. well, my, my take is this. It's, it's bullshit, um, and, it, and it's completely disappointing, and I'm going to... Um, for your listeners' sake, I'll keep the language try try to that level. But uh, it's it's really it's really frustrating the negative, sneaky, ignorant campaign that's being run against Dora. Uh, it, it, it's bullshit. It's bad for the organization, and uh, it's just untrue. And it, it it's completely frustrating. Well, let me ask you this now: uh, you, you guys, you guys have have really stepped up your game and and have seen some successes in organizing. And uh, for the listeners that that may not know. Um, the folks in district 10 actually organized a group of museum workers, which is completely out of the realm of what you normally would think that would organize in the IM, but hats off to everybody and including the workers uh, at at the museum that, that took that bold step. Uh, How do you think that this negative aspect of this campaign is going to translate to the effects on organizing? Because I mean, you guys are like in stride right now. Is this going to like throw a wrench into stuff? Yeah, it's, it, it, it really is, and, and you're right. We, we, had a, we had a great win with the, with the Milwaukee Art Museum. 150 new workers uh, in, in, a, in, in a field that the IAM hasn't, hasn't really touched before, and sneak peek, uh, look for some news from District 10 for some even uh, bigger organizing wins in 2021 uh, in fields we've never, we've never considered before. But with that, uh, we, need, we, need all, we need to be firing on all cylinders, and things have changed for the positive in the National Labor Relations Board and the Department of Labor, uh, and in many other uh, in many other ways in, in the country, but it all comes back to negative, really what, what's supposed. Well, I guess you could consider friendly fire uh, that hurts us. Uh, it hurts us in the organizing campaign, and you know, airing of dirty laundry is one thing. Listen, if, listen, if, there, if there's if there's truly dirty laundry, let's air it. I, I understand that, but making bullshit up. Because you don't have the courage to run on your own merit. To me, as an air, that is an airing dirty laundry. That's making it up to try to knock someone else down so you can get ahead. Right. Uh, and that's not how I was raised in this organization. Uh, and that's not what I respect. And that's exactly what's going on. And we will hear about it time and time again in the organizing campaigns that are literally just getting ready to begin here in the state of Wisconsin about, about all this stuff that's untrue, made up, like used to uh, used to negatively impact and negatively 
paint the union uh, by companies. So, uh, and the, and, the, and the, thing, the things that the oppositions are using today will be used by management to try to convince people to not join unions. Yeah, like and it's, it's, it's absolutely detrimental. So, so speaking along yeah. those lines, you know, I, I, it kind of go, goes without saying, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So why is, inte- why is integrity so important when we're electing our leaders? In that vein of what you're talking about as far as integrity, why is that like one of the most important aspects of a person's leadership qualities? Yeah, I, I think that's most, one of the most important aspects of any, any person's uh, most quality for any person. And, you know, I talked about being a third-generation machinist and learning about uh, unions and their importance at the dinner table. I also learned about integrity and how, how important that was. My dad, my dad was big on integrity and big on importance of unions. It's really all we have. You know, when we right. are, when we're, when we're working for our members and we stand with them shoulder to shoulder, they have to know we are, that we have integrity. If we don't, when we're standing next to them, it means nothing. But if we have an integrity, if we're going to fight for them and with them, and always have their back and always be standing shoulder to shoulder, whatever, however you want to say it, you know, that makes this organization strong. And when, when your lead, when our leaders have integrity, our members see it, our member that, 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 that makes a strong local even stronger. But when leadership doesn't have integrity, to me, that takes the wind out of a, a strong, a, a strong group. And who wants to, who, who's going to fight for that group? Who's going to fight for the leader that had to knock down the person they ran against instead of running their own campaign on their own merit? Uh, to me, no one is going to follow that leader, and that's that's the issue. That's the issue we have with the current, with, with the opposition candidate right now. Right. So, why is it important for you know the members that are listening to this? Uh, why is it important for them to vote in this election? I mean, I mean, we've obviously talked about a lot of great things, a lot, a lot of many, many, many things here. Uh, great and Im- great importance uh, of of those issues, but why is it important for them to get out and vote? You know, the strongest unions are the ones that are most that have the most engaged membership. And I and I know the IAM is has an engaged membership. I've seen it for for the last over two decade, decades. I've uh, been involved, but I really think the reason and, and it may sound crazy, but I think the reason why the membership should get out and vote is because the opposition doesn't want you to. You know, the opposition has run this like a special interest campaign from get go. Uh, I represent the biggest district. Um, in the Midwest Territory, and the leader, the opposition leadership, has not reached out to District Ten, has not reached out to any of the locals, has not reached out to anyone. Now, listen, we know where she stands; she's not getting our support. But the truth is, she doesn't even want it. She doesn't. She doesn't even try to earn it. She is hoping that people are not engaged. The opposition is hoping that people don't vote, and the special interests that she has apparently made promises to do vote, and, and they're hoping that that's enough. That's how they want to win this campaign by folks staying home, not voting. Uh, and if we do that, uh, we have done this organization a great disservice as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, we pride ourselves on being a very democratic organization, probably the most democratic labor union in the entire country. So, I mean, I, I mean, that, that, that's, that's really the cornerstone, the foundation of, of everything we do is, is voting, whether it's on a contract, whether it's on stewards or committees or officers or, you know, executive council members, GST position, that's the cornerstone of democracy is casting your vote 
and, and having your voice be heard. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I absolutely hear what you're saying and, and appreciate those comments. So uh, I just want to give you the last word, you know, anything else uh, you got to throw out there before we end? I just, I just revisit, I just revisit this. It is, it is critically important to the work we do representing the membership um, that, that we have leadership that can run the behind the scenes of this organization seamlessly. If we, if we don't have it, business reps can't have success. Stewards can't have success. Uh, committee people can't have success and successes and local lodges can't either. We need to be able to count on the leadership and we can count on uh, Sister Spontas as far as I'm concerned. She has done a great job uh, working with District 10 and I know I speak for uh, members of District 10 uh, and many of them and, many of them, uh, and, and a ton of members around the country. Uh, she needs to be reelected as GSD of this great organization. All right, Alex. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate your time uh, today to uh, have this conversation. And I just want to throw out there too, uh, to Ian Scott Anderman again, uh, if you want to come on to the Solidarity Effect podcast, the door is open. Um, haven't heard from you yet, but uh, maybe we will. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, so with that, thank you so much, Alex. You have yourself a good and safe weekend, okay? You're welcome, Kevin. Take care. Thanks. The election for the General Secretary Treasurer's position is coming up on Saturday, April 24th from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Check your local for voting location if you plan to vote in person, or you can vote absentee. Visit goiam.org website for the absentee ballot request form and guidelines to make sure that your vote counts. Get your request in early to avoid mail delays. Vote for Dora Cervantes for General Secretary Treasurer.